the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Ooh yeah, living proud and living free. This is my America. America. I think America won today when Elon Musk took over Twitter. Not officially yet, but it's going to happen. I think it was a win for America, right? Because and he's not only owning Twitter, he's actually owning the left. And here to talk about that and more. Actually, we've got that to talk about. We also have what I'm calling the DeSantis effect. What corporation has come out and officially banned the LBGTQ flag and the BLM flag? Say what? Yeah. Say what? Uh-huh. Thank you for that. This is the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in on any of that. Hey, um, if you were off of Twitter because of the way they banned people like Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene and a variety of whole, uh, all those people, uh, are you going to go back now that Twitter is, has been bought out by Elon Musk? Are you going to stick with Getter and Truth? Or, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? 888-344-1170. Or actually, what, you've been watching that Johnny Depp trial. What do you think about that? We were talking about that before the break. That's been like some crazy. What's that old saying? The truth is stranger than fiction. Man, that story is crazy. 888-344-1170. My man's with me on the second hour. Just like on the first hour, it's DJ Potato Skins. Yesterday, I met in this very room. Sorry, I'm too busy almost signing up for Twitter, Twitter again so that I can search everything on the Johnny Depp trial. Well, before you before you think oh, I'm so, not, I'm, I'm a wait and see. I told yeah, you. well, yeah, because and before I bring in my man, my fried chicken, as I call him, my Brian Maloney from Red Wave America, I got I've got to give a new an updated story on Twitter. Let's hear it. They have banned any ads that contradict the science on climate change. So, yeah, so it, you know, the, the, it ain't over yet for the left. They're going to be doing everything that they can in the next six months to fight off. The hostile takeovers happen, and now the hostility oh, really begins. The election is right around the corner. It's really hostile now. Brian Maloney, welcome back from Red Wave America. Your thoughts on this hey, Twitter? Hey. Great. Yeah, great to be back with you, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, your thoughts on this Twitter hostile takeover? Well, so I'm I'm completely on the other side on Twitter and Elon Musk. Um, then and you and I are probably never, uh, you and I are probably in agreement 99.9% of the time, but I'm completely in a different place on this. Uh, and I have an op-ed piece that's going to run Wednesday morning at the American Greatness website, which is the pro-Trump website. American oh, I love America. them. That's where my girl Julie yeah, Kelly am is. Greatness. Yes, amgreatness.amgreatness.com, one word. It's going to be on Wednesday morning. And what I'm doing is spelling the beans and telling the truth about what Elon Musk was really up to. We're all being had. It's a trick. And in the piece, I outline the 
connections that are documented and confirmed. Uh, there's no question about any of this between Musk and Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell and everything. I mean, Musk's background is so horrible that we should be running from this guy hundred miles an hour the other way. Uh, he's a ticking time bomb. We, when I go over the list, I mean, I, I won't be able to do it all on the radio. I have to wait for the piece. Maybe you can, maybe we can talk more when the piece runs. Like, you yeah, know, it's coming it's, out when? When is your piece coming out? Uh, when It's coming out. The, that op-ed piece is coming out Wednesday morning. Well, then, uh, well, then, okay, yeah. here's what I think we should do. I think we should wait. I think we should shift gears, blow out uh, my man Brian Maloney's eardrums by playing a clip from some haints from today. And then I think you should come back Wednesday night when your piece is. Yeah, airs. yeah, yeah. What okay, do you think about good, that? Good. Should we do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then, then we can go over that. And But, I mean, and then people will understand why. When I say I'm on the other side, it doesn't mean I'm with the left on this. I'm just saying this guy is no uh, person that conservatives should be looking up to in any way, shape, or form. It's a warning. Well, you know what? And, and I'm the first one to say that too many times we assign hero status to the wrong people. And um, as soon as some celebrity, for example, supports one little thing, you know, that we agree with, agrees with us on one little thing, it's like, oh, yay, this celeb, like Joe Rogan, yay. And who did nothing. Joe Rogan did nothing for us. And uh, Lynn Wood screwed us over. Excuse me. Pardon my language or whatever. And uh, and, you know, who else? Oh, you know, Sidney Powell. We've just got a lot of these people who who come through, the you know, end up using us and abusing us and then split. Uh, and then conservatives are no better off. We've got to stop latching onto these people. So I'm trying to get people to stop doing these heroes and saviors, false idols. Stop worshiping false idols. I think it's morally wrong. Well, yeah. And a case in point, Jenna Ellis, she got into a dust up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She got into a dust up with my man, Kurt Schlichter, because she was coming for him acting. She acting like she's Ms. Clarence Darrow and how, you know, how you conservatives shouldn't be supporting Disney and Ron DeSantis who weaponized government. That's not the conservative view. Well, well, my man Schlichter challenged her to a debate. Of course, he wants big speaking fees, tongue in cheek, because he's so hilarious. But, you know, she literally offered then this is a woman who was on Trump's uh, uh, legal team to try to fight yeah. the election. And if you paid any attention to Jenna Ellis, you realize why he lost there. OK, let me just say that there's yeah. nobody. I don't know where she got her law degree, um, but I don't know. Was it the back of a Rolling Stone? I mean, there's nobody who's back who, of a matchbox. Yeah, I mean, know. clearly. <laughs> and this is why we lose, because in yeah. order to get attention for herself, she has to try to take some position to get attention and throws the conservative movement under the bus. It's insane. Now, I am. I'm so glad that you're mentioning Jenna Ellis, because this is such an example of a slithering snake revealing herself, making herself known. And the position that she is taking against DeSantis and on behalf of Disney on, I'm wondering if she just wants to be on Disney's payroll. Yes. Uh, you know, on behalf of Disney, uh, it, it's not principled. It's not no. principled to say, you know, we're, we're doing something unfair to a multinational corporation that gets disgusting tax breaks uh, and, you know, and they're, uh, extensions on their trademarks, right? That, that other companies don't get with their intellectual property, which all of which is up for renewal next year. I'm talking about Mickey Mouse and all the characters, right. everything else that, you know, the exceptions they're made, they're almost like major league baseball where, mm-hmm. you know, exceptions are made for them that are not made for anyone else. 
Like the yeah, NFL, wow. same thing. And I tweeted out NFL. to her, I'm like, look, I'm not the genius, comma, JD that you are. Help me, show me in the Constitution. Cause she's saying that it was unconstitutional what DeSantis did. I'm like, show me in the Constitution where a, a corporation is granted the right to have its own government and tax breaks over another corporation. Yeah. Where else does that exist in America, number one? And the bottom line is when Republicans in the Florida legislature were challenged on this very point, the point they say, you know, well, this is illegal what you're doing. And their response was, well, we're the legislature. We exist to change the law. We have the right to yeah. change the statute. Uh, the governor has the right to sign that change in the law, which is something the left does every day of the week uh, and never wants to hear any criticism of. They change the laws to suit themselves. Look, here's what's going on, Andrea. For the first time, Republicans in Florida are showing how things could be if mm-hmm. we were based on action and focus. And the D.C. Republicans, the establishment rhinos, are furious because it's showing, you know, what effective, uh, you know, <laughs> effective approaches to conservatism. And they don't want that in Washington. The Kevin McCarthy's and the Mitch McConnell's are furious with DeSantis because he's showing us how it's done and DeSantis is looking more presidential by the hour. Yes. The guy is getting it done. This guy has it together. Right. And he and one of the things, just like Trump in many ways, uh, brought a spotlight and brought attention and revealed the extent of uh, the deep state and the swamp and how it included both parties. DeSantis is doing it even more than that, even making it even more clear because Trump really didn't do a whole lot to fight the culture war. And and the cultural Marxist movement. And this man is he's and, and he's doesn't signal anything. He doesn't bluster and say six. You know, if you don't do this, I'm right. going to do this. He, he just with it. He, he just yeah. does it. And I mean, he, he does, does it. it. And and you know that you're that that anytime whoever they the left attacks is who they're most afraid of. And I hate to play a clip of these haints, but I want to play this clip. And get Brian Maloney's response because Brian Maloney uh, has more media experience than anybody I know. Brian, put your earplugs in now. Yeah, no, it, I, we're going to blow the earwax out of his ears, but I got to get it. I got to have him hear this and respond. Clip this two. war against Disney, and it's against Disney. The bill, the law was crafted in a way, the, taking away the special tax status where it only affects Disney and about four other special taxing uh, districts. There are... 1,844 special taxing districts in Florida. And so it was to penalize and take revenge against Disney for having dared cross a pet legislative cause of theirs. And that is wrong. It's anti-American. It's what happens okay. in Venezuela. Right. It's right. what happens in Nicaragua. It does not happen but, in the United but, States. But I, I can explain why it's happening. It's because bigotry is on the ballot when it comes to Ron DeSantis, that's right? right? And that's what this is about. It's not anti-Disney. It's anti-black. It's anti-gay. It's anti-LGBTQ plus community. And for some reason, the Republican base responds to it. It's anti-woke. And woke, what that really means when you look it up in the dictionary, it's an awareness of social justice. It's an awareness. I got to stop of- it there because my ears are starting to bleed. 
Uh, but that's when you know you're winning, man. My stomach was starting to turn. There. I know, yeah. the, but this is this is how we know DeSantis is our man because yeah. they're trotting out every card out of the book and getting back and, and to Jenna L. And, and that woman who doing most of the speaking there was supposedly she was an alleged Republican out of Florida, Anna Navarro, right from South Florida. Oh, he, she's the worst. Yeah. She's absolutely she's the, the worst. worst. This is what we're facing in this country: is that we have all these rhinos and all these establishment hacks that join in with the left like Jenna Ellis and Kevin McCarthy with that crap weasel leaked video audio of his and um, and they're using the most despicable means possible but it works on the establishment right well and the thing is these special districts by the way Disney and the four others that are mentioned there they can reapply for that status they can reapply for it next year so this idea that they've had some kind of rights, you know, divine rights taken away from them, the whole thing. And But did you see how carefully and, I mean, sorry to say almost effectively, um, in that clip that you played, they weaponized the entire issue and turned it into a race issue, yes. turned it into this and that and the other. I don't think the word woke is in the dictionary yet. I could be wrong. But they weaponize it, and they're really good at that on the left. Mm-hmm. And the left knows how to stay focused. We don't, and that's our downfall. But as you pointed out, DeSantis does stay focused. If DeSantis had been elected in 16, I think that wall on the border would be finished, and there would be no problem with what we've got. I'm sorry, Trump's a great man, a lot of good things about Trump, not, not here to attack him, but... What Trump has as a key flaw is an inability to stay focused. People distract him. He's got the wrong people around him. We've seen this time and again, and I don't think that's going on with DeSantis. And I'm not saying that necessarily that DeSantis ends up being our candidate or whatever, but if he did, I'd be pretty happy. I would, too, because I, I think that um, Trump still, you know, he's too loyal at times and that's the wrong people to the wrong people. And that's a part of focus. If you have a focus that is so task oriented and so goal goal oriented that you're not going to let anything stand in your way, then you don't let loyalty to other people stand in your way. You say, I'm going to get this done and I don't care who else decides whether or not I should be doing this. I don't care if Javanka or anybody else or can. So I, you know, he, he, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, Trump is likely to be our nominee. He gave, he had a rally over the weekend. He is still much beloved. And I think that maybe what, what I would like to see is if he's going to be the nominee to see DeSantis as VP, because DeSantis will guide yeah. him and will, will, um, is smart enough. He knows how to, he knows how to manage a room. He knows how to manage a situation and he would be, um, controlling things and no, no chief of staff like a Mark Meadows or a Ryan's Priebus would control, would get DeSantis off track. And we would see well, a vice president as powerful as Dick Cheney. Final yeah. thoughts, Brian Maloney. Yeah, well, that's exactly true. At the same time, if Trump would be our nominee again, he, truth social has to succeed. The two go hand yeah. in hand. It's too much for me to talk to you about right now but truth social must succeed if you want trump back as president we could we'd spend a whole segment on it but it's a hundred percent certain of this it has to happen if truth social fails there's no trump 2024 right and i can't even get on right now because i've got an android so hopefully they'll get that squared away they've gone on rumble and that uh took care of the backlog for the iphone users to get on hopefully android will be next um, and I absolutely agree with that assessment. And you're going to come.
come back Wednesday after your article on AM awesome. Greatness. Great. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get do a deep dive on that. Thank you for being here, my dear Brian Maloney, Red Wave America. All right, now y'all stay tuned because I'm gonna tell you finally about this corporation, the DeSant- following the DeSantis effect. When we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Do you know what shops, what uh, stops a bad guy with a gun? An 80-year-old. We got that story coming up a little bit later. That's a feel-good story. <laughs> we got a crime wave across the country. We got a feel-good story to tell you about it. Um, and also a little bit later, there's some controversy going on around what's called the hostile architecture in the homeless community here in San Diego. Um, lots to get into tonight. 888-344-1170. If there's anything you want to weigh on, weigh in on, um, Brian Maloney just kind of blew up everybody's bubble on Twitter and uh, what's happening there. Let me give you, so I can't wait to hear his, his report on Wednesday in terms on AM greatness, in terms of what he's going to reveal about the reality of Elon Musk. So um, I've been teasing out the story for a while. I got to get to it, right? The DeSantis effect. What corporation, major corporation, has decided to stop the woke going on? Exxon, big oil company Exxon, has decided to ban LBGTQ and Black Lives Matter flags from being displayed at their company flagpole. And I thought this was interesting. Um The company updated its guidance on acceptable flags, which can be displayed outside of offices, which included banning, quote, external position flags, including the pride flag and Black Lives Matter flag, according to the new policy obtained by Bloomberg News. The rule does permit a flag representing an LBTGQ employees group to be flown, but it can't prominently display the Exxon corporate logo. So it's like you want to fly that flag somewhere it can't, it, you know, it can't be according to our logo. And I think that this is uh, their uh, headquarters is in Irving, Texas. Um, Exxon, uh, of course, the the members of the Exxon Pride Houston chapter are now refusing to represent the company at Houston's Pride celebration. Um, like, okay, ouch. What? Yeah, that's really stung, right? First of all, why would Exxon have a a, a Pride chapter attached to their to to their corporation? This is an, this is astounding to me. Why do you why would you have a, a sex group? Basically, I hear that I, you know I, I, nobody should be fired for who they're having sex with and what their sexual orientation is and any of that. But why should you get some kind of special group going on inside of the the organization? I come out of corporate America, and this doesn't jive. That right there alone doesn't jive with. Um, the corporate policies that I saw in my time in corporate America, because the aspect, the the presence of this group alone would create a hostile, what would be considered a hostile workplace for non-LBGTQ employees. Back up an hour ago, we were talking about the Supreme Court was going to hear a case or heard a case of a coach that, that said um, praying the left argument to justify him being suspended was about that his public prayer would coerce other kids. Well, is this not coercion in the workplace with this LBGTQ group here? Um, the spokesperson says the flag uh, from Exxon says the flags are directly related to our business and company support of our ERGs, including pride for LBGT communities. Um, but 
um, so, oh, so they said that, so it's kind of confusing. It's like you've come out against these flags and then you say they're related to our ERGs. So they just, they're trying to distance themselves from it. See, this is the quandary with, with the corporations now have to go along with this crap because the ES, the environment, social justice and governance criteria now for them to keep their standards and pores and their business ratings are forcing, talk about coercion. They're forcing companies to participate in and to promote an ideology that they don't necessarily believe in. So Exxon is basically trying to walk a line here to distance themselves from it, to say, in other words, to say our brand of Exxon is not the LBGTQ, but we want to allow our LBGT whatever people to be able to, it's a mess. But you know, Andrea, if every single business that really didn't want to tout that line stood up, you wouldn't have this problem. We shouldn't be having any of this. None whatsoever. Um, before we take a break and then shift into what stops a, um, a bad guy with a gun, an 80-year-old. Well, let me just finish up with this. This in it of itself, what they're doing to companies is ultimately coercion. It's about the left is hysterical because Ron DeSantis said, no, Disney, you can't try to force yourself and co- the uh, citizens of Florida. And particularly, you can't do it while having special privileges. But look at what the left is doing in order of forcing their ideology on corporations. It needs to stay out of our politics. This It needs to stay out of our um, classrooms. This needs to stay out of corporate America. Exxon needs to be focused on one thing, and that's finding ways to get us some cheaper gas because I'm tired of paying $7 a pump. Okay, now we're going to go to the phones before we take a break because it looks like our friend Mel is on the line, and he's got something he wants to say about DeSantis. Hello, dear Mel. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you, Andrea, and thank you, your, thank all of your listeners. I am a little bit concerned about the Trump and uh, DeSantis issue. I think that um, we should not underestimate the popularity and the great things that were pulled together by this man, Trump. Okay. I did not expect him, actually, to win the election. But I refused to vote for the other side. Right. And why? Because I saw a man who had been transformed in diverse ways and was heading in the right direction with the Republican Party. Thank God he won the election. DeSantis has actually garnered a lot of experience, I think, from what Trump did. Remember, Trump was dealing with the whole world, starting yes. in America. So he was facing more principalities and powers than whatever DeSantis is going through in Florida. That's a good so point. That, let me interrupt, okay. because what Mel is saying, because I, I, I want to address that. I think that's an excellent point. Um, you can't really compare what DeSantis has done in, in Florida with being the president of the United States. It is two completely, they're both executives, but what Trump had to deal with in terms of uh, foreign policy, in terms of the deep state. Um, DeSantis does not have an apparatus, a machinery at the state level that is seeking to destroy him at every level and stop him at, at every turn. He has he has a mechanism, his, his state um, and the system in his state and the, and the Republican-run legislator makes it possible for him to do all of his policies. So that's a great Thank point, Mel. Go on. Yeah, and also uh, what we are facing in this country at this time is people's ignorance of what socialism actually is. Okay. My sister, I lived in Africa. I lived in Europe. I served with the U.S. government in Germany and went to various 
military installations in different parts of Germany. I saw how the East German government had made people flee their own country mm-hmm. to come to the West, mm-hmm. what used to be West Germany. So you were there before the wall came down? I was there before the wall came down. Wow. Uh-huh. And How I scary. Was, Hold on a second, Mel. The US Air Force. Hang on just a second. Hang on just a second. How scary was that? I, I can't. You, I would have been scared to death because I, I as a little kid, you know, we hear about East Germany and it was so, and Russia and, and USSR, and it was so scary to me as a kid. Uh huh. And I heard I, the East German government was very, very, was kind of a, a strange government. They destroyed their own people, especially those who wanted to jump over the wall and go to the west, western part of the country. Mm-hmm. And so, you can see, I talked to Polish people, I talked to people from Bulgaria, from Czechoslovakia, from Poland, and Romania, and others. All of them said one thing about communism, those who were able to flee. How wicked the people, the, those who were promising paradise in East Germany, how they were baited by the security officials to try to jump over the wall. And so they, they would take bribes from their own citizens, and then they would tell them there's no guarantee that you couldn't be shot. But if you want to take a risk, you bring Deutschmarks, they agree on, the, on, the, on, on how much they should pay, and then they are on their own. Some of them were shot. And I'm talking about people whose relatives were shot by the East German government. So when you put all these things together and you realize how evil people who want to promote communism, yes. socialism, whatever they call it, it is a government of tyranny. It is. And, and nobody should actually be here in America of all the nations of the world. Right. In fact, so uh, right. Turn to people who are oriented towards socialism or communism, whatever they call themselves, progressives, whatever, it's immaterial. They want nothing but power. Right. Power, power. I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm up against a break, but I'm glad you brought that up. Because we have so, to fight them. We have to fight them. So many times people have told me over the years, well, it's not, it's not communism, Andrea, because it doesn't meet this particular little tiny aspect. I don't care what ism you want to call it. It's, it's right. tyranny. It's about a centralized system of government with complete, com- complete control and power over its citizens. And little mm-hmm. by little, and you, and you could see that playing out during COVID with control where they were seizing control of businesses your job, telling you when you could leave your home, when you couldn't, how you had to put it. They don't set the example, right? They they have the right to go and have parties and they are not putting on masks. That's right. Right. That's communism. I want to tell you about, uh, I'll tell you guys about CRT, critical risk theory. We've got one minute left, Mel. Oh, okay. Well, critical risk theory. What is it? A theory that we have to promote in academia? I don't think so. Why? Because it is a bogus idea. Mm-hmm. Today I was at a place and I saw a white person working with a black person. They were pulling together to solve a problem. Yeah. And I saw how these two ladies with, with class went about solving a problem mm-hmm. that would get a, a, a pronto card holder, you know, solve a problem of a missing card. That uh, she had, uh, she had lost her pronto card and had come to get replacement. There were some complications there, and 
Right. I mean, the reality, because I'm up against a break, Mel, the reality is, is in in real life, people of all yeah. colors and ages and stripes and everything are living, uh, you know, and loving each other in workplaces and in homes and in churches and in every aspect of society. But that doesn't help the left and the communist. They have well, to. They, they, they want power that belongs only to the living God. Do you see? And I, yes. next time I call the show, I want to bring out some practical things that we can do as Christians to pray against them and to pray for the well-being, the progress of this country. Because if America sinks, America is torpedoed by these wicked people, the whole world is going to turn upside down, I'm telling you. That's absolutely true. Got to leave it there, Mel. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Please call back in with your ideas for what we can do as Christians to stop this. And you guys come on back because we got more to talk about here on the Andrea K show. Like how an eight, how do you stop a bad guy with a gun? Leave it to an 80 year old. More Andrea K show coming up. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show 888-344-1170 if you want to call in. Um, so we know there's crime wave happening across the country here in San Diego. Uh, there's reports today that Tierra Santa, which is just a nice suburban area inland San Diego, uh, has a carjacking crime spree going on. Uh, did you were you able to find skins and find out how many? Uh, no, but it's, it's definitely an area of concern right now. People may, you know, make sure your cars are locked and secured because there's definitely uh, a lot of activity with carjackings in the area. Well, and it's actually happening all across the country because what we have happening all across the country is we have a Democrat party that by design is creating anarchy in the streets as part of the cultural Marxist movement and from a variety of different fronts, whether it's an open border where you, we had 20 something people from the terror watch list that came across and MS-13 gangs or um the idea that somebody could go into a store and steal up to $1,000 worth of stuff and not be prosecuted. I heard a report today that one guy keeps coming in four times a day. He just goes in and steals and comes back. And because he's I under mean, the amount, he's fine. Yeah, and he's fine. Uh, up in San Francisco, the stealing and the theft of cars and belongings is so bad. People leave their cars empty, their trunks open, and their windows down to basically say, there's nothing in my car for you to steal. It's just, it, it's literally a crime wave across this country. Up in L.A., this weekend, there was a report of a couple that was in San Diego, uh, Los Angeles from Northern California down here for a little vacay. They had rented a home on at, at, through Airbnb in a very nice part of town. I think it was Beverly Glen, right? Super swanky part of town. Well, they were followed home by somebody leaving the restaurant, nice restaurant, like four star. They, they, they realized that they're being followed home, right? So they do a U-turn. And then they think they've they've lost the car and then they pull into the driveway. As soon as they get out, then here pulls up the bad guys and drag them inside and steal $70,000 worth of stuff. They're, these were armed robbers. They're lucky they're not dead. I mean, if you realize you were being followed home from a restaurant. I'm not going home. I ain't going home, man. Why would you not go right to the police off? That, that was just about to say, you know what I would drive to the police station. Yeah, I don't know that I would call 911 because I wouldn't be able to to say definitively that a crime was occurring. So I don't I wouldn't call for a black and white, but I would I would I'd get on my phone and I'd be like, hey, Google ways take me to a police station. And don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not blaming the victims here, but, you know, hat tip 
from me and Skins. If you realize you're being followed home, don't go uh, home. Don't go home. Okay. Um, so there was a, and also on the rise is shootings, all home invasions, intruders. Well, there was an intrusion um, in Michigan in Flint Township. And an 80-year-old Michigan man was released from police custody after it was determined he acted in self-defense when he fatally shot an armed man who intended to rob his home Thursday, um, 80 years old. Um, the armed intruder was only 31. So the 80-year-old confronted the 31-year-old in, the, in his home before shooting him and killing him. And I ain't got any problem with this at all. Do you? No, you should be able to defend your own home. If someone's breaking in... I mean, you're taking you're taking a risk. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Instead of all this kind of crap that has been proposed or even in place in some in some areas to where you have to prove uh, that that, you know, re, that that force that that it was reasonable it force. Was or given, you can have a gun, but you can't use it. Right. Right. In fact, last month, I think it was or last week, there was a sheriff in Florida that got some heat because he said, you know how we can save on taxes? Everybody being armed and shooting intruders when they come in. I don't have a problem with that either. I don't have a problem with that either. Because if you're coming through my door, and I had somebody try to come through my door one night when I was all alone on a Thanksgiving weekend, and the only thing that made him run off was the sight of my Remington. So sometimes just You should sight, be able to defend your You should be home. able to defend, because defending your home is to defend your person. If somebody's coming into your home, you should have the right to assume that they're coming to kill you. Because you don't know that they're not. They're not there for a handshake. That's right. So hat tip to that little old man. He's a hero in my book. All right. Um, so we are going to take a break. 888-344-1170. Have you? I, I'm curious. I, I don't think I know anybody else. Do I know anybody else? I mean, I know people in New Orleans. At one point, New Orleans was the uh, murder capital of, of the world. And, I, and at one point, every family that I knew in New Orleans had been a victim in some way of a violent act. That's how prevalent it was in New Orleans. Out here, not so much, at least in recent times. So 888-344-1170, if you've got a story to tell on that. Otherwise, speaking of crimes, an election. Do I talk about Christopher Ray and FBI crimes or another great move by Ron DeSantis when it comes to elections? What do you want to hear about on the other side, Skins? Good news. Give me Mo DeSantis. All right. Stay tuned. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We've got a special guest to tell you guys about that's going to be on the show tomorrow night. It is none other than the one and only Dinesh D'Souza. You heard me right. He is going to be here talking about his new movie called 2000 mules in which you are going to hear about in advance of being able to see the movie the shocking details you thought you knew about the election fraud that took place in 2020 just wait till you hear what dinesh d'souza and true the vote has documented in this movie do not let anybody tell you again that it is a lie, that it's the big lie. That's what this January 6th commission is all about, trying to, trying, to, trying to call anybody who questions the outcome of an election a liar, that this is an insurrection and a coup. <coughs> they, they, that's all an attempt to cover up the truth. And so you're going to hear that with Dinesh D'Souza tomorrow night on the Andrea K. Show, 615 Pacific Time. Another, uh, So that's going to reveal one aspect of the fraud that took place. 
Um, so we know it took place uh, across the country in at least 35 votes, variety of different areas. And there's not been enough that's been done to stop election fraud. So enter my man DeSantis. What? DeSantis does it again? Another day. Another. He's so dreamy. And not just because of the way he looks in that uh, uniform that he wore in Annapolis. Okay. He and his wife, are they not the most gorgeous couple ever? They're a great couple. I mean, ridiculously gorgeous. Okay. So um, he has signed a bill that creates an election police unit. You got to be loving that, Skins. He signed the bill Monday. Uh, and it's going to create a police force dedicated to pursuing voter fraud and other election crimes. Um, the law creates an Office of Election Crimes and Security under the Florida Department of State to review fraud allegations and conduct preliminary investigations. This according to Newsmax. DeSantis is required to appoint a group of, and the emphasis is required, he is required to appoint, I'll tell you in, in a moment why that's important. He's required to appoint a group of special officers from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement who would be tasked with pursuing the election law violations. And the reason why this is important is because right now, before this, the law allowed the governor to appoint officers, but it didn't require him to do so. So in other words, a Democrat governor could be like, hey, I don't, I, you know, there's all kinds of reports of election fraud and he would not, the governor would not have to investigate it. So something else that is really important is that it increases penalties for the collection of completed ballots by a third party, which is uh, referred to as ballot harvesting, it increases, it makes it a felony. Good. That's excellent. That's huge. Can you imagine if we had that in every state? Make it that a felony? Be in every state. Right. It raises fines for certain election law violations, and it requires that election supervisors perform voter list maintenance on a more frequent basis. It doesn't say in this article how frequent. One of the th- things Dr. Frank talked about last week when he was here um, as he's been meeting with and what he calls red pilling these different election officials across the country is about the voter rolls. About the voter rolls. That's where a lot of the fraud and illegalities took place. That's how you ended up in, in Arizona with uh, the margin of victory somewhere around 14,000 for Biden. And then when they went through, they found 50,000 illegal votes cast. And some people said, well, that's not. And then, and when they did the recount, they just added those back. They kept those in the count. So a recount doesn't tell does the story. Nothing. It does nothing. You have to analyze the ballots. And, you know, we and you have to be proactive because clearly one of the things that we learned from November 2020 is that. Finding out in the middle of the election or afterwards, nobody cares. Yeah, it's too late. No. And then if you're Trump and you you think you've hired a good attorney and you find yourself with Jenna Ellis, all uh, so much the worse. Um, let me see if there's any more details on this in terms of how it works in Florida. There is still pending legislation, though, in Florida. A federal judge uh, last month had struck por- uh, portions of a sweeping election law. Um, that passed last year because according to the judge, um, it suppressed black voters. You know, we talked to different candidates, uh, Andrea here in, in California, you know, how are you going to uh, secure elections? If, you know, if you're elected, there's not really a clear cut a- answer. It's all wishy-washy. That's what you do. Wait, we say that again. I'm not sure I follow. Well, it, you know, obviously with Mussolini running for uh, governor and, you know, very little opposition, you know, we always talk about election fraud and we really don't get a clear, concise answer how you're going to fight it or even in Congress. You pass things like this. This is how you secure our elections. Well, yeah. And 
um, the Republican Party across the country, we, we're hearing a few states like Georgia that are doing things and Texas that are doing things. They don't go far enough. Um, what little bit of inch towards election integrity they take, they offer an appeasement, which adds far more opportunities for fraud. For example, in Georgia, they cleaned up some stuff, but then they extended early voting, which just creates all kinds of problems and, and opens the door for more. In Texas, they clamped down on some things, but then they actually lowered in Texas the penalties for certain types of election fraud. So it's that's that's not helpful to us. No, not at all. None of that's helpful. Here in California, um, my understanding is now here locally, I will tell you that they're doing some amazing things here to at the at the San Diego County level uh, around the election um, fraud issues, around all the mechanisms that the Democrats have put in place. They've come up with a strategy that I'm not going to share here because I don't want to tip off any Democrat listening, but they have come up with a strategy that is incredibly effective in overcoming it to the tune of an election was won by a Republican in a district that was plus up. It was so Democrat. It was Democrat by 18 points. So it can be done, but we don't, we've got to have the will out there by the Republican party to do that. And it, before this happened, the Republicans in uh, the midterms where people went to bed thinking Republicans won in 2018, Everybody they woke did. up and then they woke up the next day and the, the, those uh, elections went to the Democrats. It was because of ballot harvesting. So here locally, one of the things they're doing is going, you know what? We can't stop the fact the ballot harvesting is happening, but you know what? There's a game being played and we can get in it. You, you want ballot harvesting? We can ballot harvest and we can do it better. We got to fight. We got we, we've got to be, we've got to be getting in the ground and, and being willing to get dirty, right? And play by their rules if we want to win. So, I mean, it will be interesting. I'm excited to hear what D- Dinesh has to say tomorrow night about 2000 mules. Then I want to know what somebody's going to do about it afterwards. And that's what you and I always talk about. You have to have an action plan to take us to have that solution. Yeah. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, Christopher Ray was on 60 Minutes yesterday. And, oh, it was just, um, it was one of these pieces that was meant to seem like it's putting Christopher Ray on the hot seat when what it really was was about propping him up in his deep state, asking him, what's the word, what's the toughest thing you faced, Christopher Ray, on your watch in the FBI? And oh, of course, it was January 6th. It was January 6th is the toughest thing that happened on his watch. And Christopher Ray goes on to over to brag about how over 800 people have now been charged, agents and field offices all over the United States engaged in it. And we take this incredibly seriously. That's right. And because you did, because you and your FBI and your DOJ decided to consider anybody who was wandering around the Capitol as a domestic terrorist, you sought to violate their constitutional rights, throw them in a gulag simply for possessing an opinion and and have them denied bail. Meanwhile, we had a shooter just take place shooting up a subway in New York City. When was the last time the FBI stopped an attack? No, they've been too busy fed napping. How long is that clip? On the, you know what? I'm glad we're not even going to play it. We'll save that. We'll save that. One of the things that Trump needs if he's going to run again is he needs to get better at firing people. And he should have fired Christopher Ray. He should have fired him. All right. We'll be back tomorrow night with Dinesh D'Souza, 615, telling you all about 2,000 mules and more. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you, Skins. Thank you to my guests. We'll see you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.